All right, so can anyone hear me pretty good? We're good? Okay. Thank you so much for coming. This is the People of Color in Anime Media. So that's what you want to see. You're in the right place. And I know that there is a lot of panels, a lot of things going on right now. So the fact that you decided to come to my panel, I'm blessed for that, really grateful. And I hope you have just as much of a good time as I do. So thank you again for coming for me. I appreciate it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm proud of myself for that star. I rehearsed a lot for that, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to get the introduction out of the way. My name is Albert Barrowman. I also go by at wholesome underscore monk on social media. Any social media you can think of, that's what I'll be under. Um, I decided to do this panel because I thought it was really important to talk about all the different content creators that pour a lot of their work and effort into making sure they have some type of content, whether it be anime reviews or anime game reviews, anime films, which is something that I've gotten into more anime films because of that, because of how many content creators go and people that look like me go and make content that, I guess, for lack of a better phrase or wording, speaks to me differently, um, coming from someone that looks like me, at least, especially when I was growing up, not to make myself sound super old, but when I was growing up, uh, you know, YouTube was hard as heck to upload any videos on. So the fact that, you know, if you were able to actually record, find a camera and record that, and then it not be in like 320 quality <laughs> and put on the internet, um, you were lucky to do that. But now more than ever before, we're able to put so much more content out there. You can find it everywhere. There's honestly, some may say too much, <laughs> um, but I feel like it's just right. And it's going to be growing more, especially from people of color. I have a lot of friends who make cosplay content, who make, again, anime review content, anime games, and all these different avenues, because anime is just, in my opinion, I feel like bigger than ever before. I mean, you see this room, how much, how many people come in amazing cosplays, by the way. I see so many cool cosplays and t-shirts and so much anime merch, and it's so easy to find. I was just thinking about the other day, how hard it was to find like anime t-shirt and now it's like at any stall, any place. I'd probably go to Home Depot and find an anime t-shirt. <laughs> you know, um, and at this point, everyone, I feel like everyone has a Kakashi t-shirt from Naruto at this point from Walmart. Um, and it's, no, it's, it's beautiful and I love that because I feel like it's so much more accessible to be a nerd these days and doesn't take your whole wallet away unless you know, you're into figure collecting like myself I don't suggest it if you're trying to be a frugal with your money. It's not the avenue to go into. Um, but seeing so many content creators over the time develop such a unique skill set to be able to speak their mind, and not only that, but to be fearless while doing it. You know, I'm African American content creator. So I can only talk about my perspective and where I come from. I don't want to put a voice into other community members. Um, so if you see me or hear me not talk about 
too much other community members because I feel like it should come from them and I want them to be able to express how the, you know their interactions with the internet. And I'm hoping to have more panels in the future with more guests and more variety to be able to sh uh, show and reflect that diversity. But you know, coming from, as a black content creator, it can be really difficult, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, there's many times where I've had, I've been blessed enough to work with so many different companies or different things like Crunchyroll, Funimation, Rice Stuff Anime, and so many others who treat me very well. And there's other companies that have not treated me um, as well. Uh, you know, just because of, you know, just dealing. dealing when, you, when you get to a certain level of content creating, you have to deal with deals and brands and you negotiate your own stuff. Or as a content creator, you're your own photographer or videographer, you're your own talents, you're, you have to edit, you have to do all these different things. You're doing probably like 10 departments for one person. You know, so a lot goes into your content and what you do. And you also want it to reflect who you are and what you bring to the table. And I feel like that's what's so nice about, you know, seeing so many different people of color make their content is that you see a part of their culture and a part of their upbringing into what they put out there. It doesn't matter what the anime is. They're talking, they could be talking about romance anime. They've been talking about Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't really matter. To see how it affected them is insane. I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for the whole black community here, but I feel like DBZ in the 90s, early 2000s, had us in a chokehold for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, just, and I, I always wonder what it was about DBZ in particular, because not like DBZ was the only anime that was out there. It was Sailor Moon and many others that made their impact. It's not just Dragon Ball Z. Um, but I feel like just seeing someone super powerful and see someone who can train and all that hard work and dedication pays off, I feel like spoke to me as a young black kid, even if Goku wasn't black, um, still seeing someone that I feel like represented what I was always told was the American dream, but it was hard as a black person to, or black kid, or seeing my parents struggle to achieve, you know, so different things like that. And just um, seeing that my content or other creators content can reach other generations i think it's something that's also really nice i mean my dad um i don't want to say he's old as hell but he's old enough where civil rights weren't a thing when he was born it wasn't and it didn't come until a couple years later so it wasn't like he was just born and it came out like you no know, it, it was a while and for him to see how different it is that oh my son can like i live in a world now where my son can just have a passion and make a living off of it and build a support of people he knows and loves is not something, it's not a world that he could have envisioned at all, whether it was like, you know, forget social media, but just in general at all. Uh, and I see so many of my fellow people of color being able to support not only themselves, uh, but also give themselves a creative outlet, which I think is very important because I feel like depending on your upbringing, whether it was bad or worse or good, we all have this sense of belonging that we feel like we would like to have and we don't always get, especially since it's so hard you know, how much anime can be demonized still today, but especially for me growing up, how much it was demonized. So to see that I could host a panel and have all these people come in and have people from all walks of life be here speaks volumes to like how I feel like how far we've come and how far I've come as a creator. So again, I want to thank y'all for literally taking your time out. No, clap for yourself, seriously, yeah, seriously. Um, so that's, that, and that's, that's just the power of what I see and, you know, learning so much from, because I feel like people put blackness into like one thing 
And it's just not, there's many shades, there's many cultures, many walks of life we come from, and many other foods and experiences we all can share with one another. And I've gotten able to do that, not through school or through other means. I got to do it through sharing anime content with other creators and people who digest my content uh, tell me their stories and, and different things, especially when it comes to cosplaying content, can be so hard and can be so difficult. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what color you are, you deal with a situation where you cosplay a character and they'll be like, oh, you're too big or you're too small or you have a beard or you have this or that. And if you're black, then it's like, oh, this character isn't black. Anyone who's made cosplay content, I'm sure, has got a comment message or something of that. I know I've gotten my fair share. Um, I remember my first cosplay, like, was really a cosplay. Like, there's no hiding. This was a cosplay. It was Inuyasha because it was my favorite anime growing up. And, you know, like, white hair, um, red robe, all that stuff. And I was terrified. I had a huge panic attack because I was like, all right, well, there's no, this is, like, my first buying a wig. Uh, it was a crappy wig, but it was still a wig. Uh, I have no stylization skills with my wigs at all. So, yeah, I just put it on, and I'm a different person in my head. Um, but, yeah, putting it on, it was, it was liberating in a way after you get rid of, the, you know, the anxiety and fear that comes with it. Because for me, I feel like fear teaches you where your limits are and then once you're not scared anymore you surpass your limits and you're a different person you learn so much more from doing that than not doing it because it's easy to just see the comments like oh you're black you can't do this or you're black you can't do that or, or you're asian you can't do this or you're asian you can't do that or all these different things they they say and it's not the truth it's not and you know you even look at um anime tiktok or anime youtube how much of you know especially uh, my friends from Mexico, and how much they love DBZ, how much they love Saint Seiya, uh, Captain Tsubasa, I feel like it's another one they love as well, and showing me like how they celebrate anime in Mexico, and my friends that grew up in Cameroon, who are, uh, spoke French over there as well, and how they grew up with like DBZ and what it means to them, is such an interesting story that you know we get in other avenues, and not just like you get this from anime, but because I love anime so much, and cosplay, all these different ways to enjoy this medium, it's nice that there's a next, there's another layer to it than just, oh, it's just a show. You know, you get to see what it really means to someone. So that's why when I get the occasional, like, Goku console your verse comment, I don't get too pissed off about it as I kind of let it go. Um, because I know at the end of the day how much that character, like, means to them, um, even though, you know, it, it may or may not be true. That's the whole different discussion uh, <laughs> to be had. But... You know, and I want to also shed light on what it's like to be a person of color content creating online, um, especially a black person who content creates. Obviously, I cosplay. I do cosplay content. I do anime reviews. And again, going back to my Inuyasha cosplay, I did Inuyasha cosplay, and I did a couple of TikToks on it. Nothing, nothing, no big deal. And then uh, someone, I didn't even have my stitches on. Someone like screen recorded my video, and then had his child, like a little kid, on camera stating why I couldn't cosplay this non-black character. And it was even worse, because I know a lot of people maybe think, oh, that was probably a white parent and a white child, but it was actually a black parent and a black kid. And it already hurt enough, but when, well, I was thinking about, I dealt with a lot of self-hatred growing up because uh, well, nothing gets to Arizona, but I was in Arizona for long enough. <laughs> I want to go back to Arizona, so I mean, you know, Arizona's great. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Arizona for a while, and 
that had its own challenges, and especially being an anime fan and things of that nature. So to see a black parent do that to their kid is insane. Because this kid was literally saying like, you know, he was like, the parent was like, oh, why, say it again in the camera, why can't he cosplay this character? And he was like, he's too fat, and he's too black, he's this and that, he has a beard, he can't cosplay anything. This is what I'm, I would say no more than seven years old is what this kid was saying. And obviously, this is not even the kid's TikTok, this was his father's TikTok. And his father gave him the tools he needed to help install self-hatred at such an early seven years old seven years old aren't there people treat kids dumb and baby talk them they're not they're not especially if you have a bright kid which i'm sure many people do many people have so when you do that kind of like what that does to their head psychologically how they grow up and that's how you get so much it's hard it's hard to unlearn i'm 26 it took I, i probably it took me years probably like a decade and some change to get over like the self-hatred that you develop when you're not around people like yourself or when you're around other people that probably grew up like that kids growing up right now dealing with that from your father. I mean, that's, that's your dad. That's not, some, that's not your teacher. That's not some random person. That's the person you see every day that you learn life lessons from, you know? So when you hear your dad say that, like, oh, you can't be X, Y, and Z because you're black, you're going to grow up thinking, I can't be X, Y, and Z because I'm black. I know it's just cosplay, but it leads into so much more than just the cosplay. Uh, because something you probably, because cosplay is something I enjoy. I, it's a hobby, I enjoy it. I don't want to be a professional cosplayer by any means, but it's fun to do it. And I gave, oh, it gave me access to do things like this. Even the other day, um, you know, my parents were, because we, they rent, they're renting a home and the landlord basically wanted to kick them out of the house because he wanted to sell the house. And so they had to turn around and find a place to live like really quickly. Um, and they're older and they don't want to rent anymore. They don't want to have to go hop to hop house to house anymore. So they want to own a house. And because of the content I make and because I do things like this and events like this and get the support of people who follow me and like my stuff or buy my merch or go to my comedy shows or anything like that, everything like that, for the first time in my life, at the right age of 26, which isn't old, as the kids make it seem like, it's not old. <laughs> um, it, I was able to tell my mom, look my mom in the eyes and tell her that no matter where you choose your home, I got you. Like I can help you with the closing costs and things like that. And they just they just closed their house yesterday, so thank you. But that just goes to show you where belief in yourself, belief in people like you, uh, can can take you. It's not just seeing other black people do it for me, it's seeing all kinds of other walks of life do it and show again their unique take on, on their opinions and where they come from. And it takes, it, it, I know in like where we, especially in America, we love to be right and we love to have, you know, we're stubborn headed, but when you sit there and actually like listen and take in what people are saying and you see where they're coming from, you see why they're hurt or why they're excited. You see why they dress a certain way, why, why they don't dress a certain way, why they eat certain things and don't eat certain things. You just like listen and take it in before you just have some prejudice like feeling or emotion towards it. You can learn a lot from that. And that helped me elevate my game and be able to do things like this and talk to y'all and conquer fear. Because I mean, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job so far, but trust me, I was not born doing this. So <laughs> it was um, it was difficult. And I, I've, I think I first touched the stage at seven years old is when I started stand-up comedy and poetry. Uh, do not recommend doing that. <laughs> but uh, but I, I need a creative um, 
avenue. My parents, my parents uh, both worked night shift. My mom's a nurse and they both worked night shift. So um, it was really, it, I was by myself a lot. And so I had to do something for creative, for, you know, creativity as a kid. You know, kids don't know what fear is yet. So I was going on stages doing poetry and being that kid. Um, and because of that though, it gave me a unique skill set I don't think I would have had without it. And that is to be able to connect with another person, to be able to feel what they're feeling. I'm not saying I'm perfect all the time. I'm not saying I'll get everything you're saying right away. That's just not gonna happen. Um, but I still have the ability to, to listen. And that's a skill set a lot of people say they have, but they don't, you know? Cause it's just, you tell someone your name, they're gonna forget it in two seconds. <laughs> you know, um, you tell someone why you're upset and they're gonna repeat the question of why you're upset. You know, you give them the answers, they ask more questions than the answer you already give. So there's there's different things that come within it. And you know, being so young, and why I say I wouldn't recommend it to people, is being so young, I had to deal with a lot of adults doing stand-up comedy, because seven years old is not normal to do stand-up comedy. You don't know anything. You don't have any reference to pull from for jokes. But for me growing up, um, I was watching Chris Rock, obviously, snuck it, VHS tapes for those that know that. Um, <laughs> Um, and so I was like, okay, I know, I don't know what makes people my age laugh, but I know all the parents are going to be there because of the talent show at the time. So I know all the parents are going to be there. I started that talent show. And I was like, okay, well, if I make the parents laugh, then I'll, I can hear the laugh. I'll, it'll echo. And I know the parents will pay, pay attention. Get something to pay attention to. Because, you know, pay, you know, we all, any parents are in here knows, you know, they love your kids to death and everything. But, you know, talent shows can be very boring. Let's just say that. Especially for like six-year-olds. It's not anything like amazing. You're saying. Um, so I knew that they were going to be wanting something really exciting. So I was like, all right, well, we'll make jokes to make them laugh. And I was like, okay, what do my parents deal with me being a seven-year-old? All these other kids, uh, parents share the same thing. So I know if I make jokes that they can feel, they'll laugh. And then that's where it started. I did a good job and then went on to, to do that and go on and off because I, you know, again, being a kid in the entertainment industry is rough. <laughs> it's not for everybody, it's extremely toxic. And that's why you see so many child actors go out a certain way because it's it's too much pressure on any person, especially the beauty pageant industry is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in terms of how they treat um, kids and their dreams, you know, going into it. So I guess in taking the break, it took a long time. I mean, I was doing YouTube in high school, like senior year of high school, and that's how I paid for a lot of my college books. Anyone that's went to college knows that's an amazing feat <laughs> because it's super expensive. Um, I was able to do that, but because of my insecurity of liking anime, um, you know, people found out my page guy, it was a French class in college, I don't get into it, but it was a whole thing. And they found out my my YouTube page and they found like my reactions to anime and my reviews on it. And they didn't like it was just more of a shock surprise, but my insecure brain, everyone like just laughing at me. And so I kind of just like stopped for a while, um, up until probably like, a long time, up until like the pandemic. Um when I started doing like TikToks and stuff. I was one of the first people to do reactions to anime. It was like 2012, 2013, it was, a, it was a long time because I was one of the first and there's not many people doing it. And I'm sure if I would have done it and kept doing the reviews and things, I would have gotten a lot more followings. It would have been a whole different story for me. But I don't look back on it because I feel like that break, just to be like a normal, like young adult, make the normal mistakes. Um, experience life in a different way instead of the light of just like a con being a content creator your whole life it gave me more appreciation for it now and I'm able to come and speak on it and do different things because I, I just have so much gratitude for where I came from and like you know where I you know where I've been because you know we I was born in the Bronx 
uh, Bronx, New York, yes, BX, BX in the building all right all day. And, uh, but we lived in like the, like, we, when I say we lived in the gutter, we might as well have been the gutter. Um, you know, your, uh, my roommates were just like, those rats in New York City rats are no joke. They're literally Pokemon. So it was like a whole, <laughs> it was a whole situation. And to come from that and see my parents deal, deal with that and then see them get a home for themselves that they can call home and never have to worry about again. And it's just because the nerd likes DBZ and watched too many episodes of, of Yu Yu Hakusho and all these different things. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's, a, it's an amazing feat. And so uh, if, if nothing else, I want you to take from this that no, no hobby of yours is dumb. No cosplay of yours is dumb. There is no bad job doing a wig. There is no, there's no, you're a first, oh, this is my first time doing it. I have to do it right. I mean, you have to be bad at something before you get good. That's just a natural progression of what life is and what you do. Um, and these are things I didn't learn. This is not something people told me either. Something I, I painstakingly learned uh, made a lot of mistakes along the way, and you just kind of learn it, and you fumble here and there, but those aren't losses. Those are just lessons around along the way to help get you to where you want to be at. And no matter if it's a hobby you, you want to as, just believe as a hobby or you want to be a professional content creator or a cosplayer or whatever your avenue of life you want to do, you have to be bad at something before you get good. You're going to make mistakes. That first mistake is going to happen, and you're going to think it's the end of the world, because I know I did. Um, and then you learn it's not. You learn you over-exaggerated. You just drink some water, go to sleep, and then wake up and just do better the next day. Um, and you may make the mistake the second day, and that's fine too. Um, I still am figuring out the content creation thing. I'm not perfect. I'm not sitting here like Logan Paul or something with like a million followers or anything like that. Um, I'm just a guy <laughs> that cosplays and uh, likes anime, watches it, and you know, dealing with so many uh, brands coming up to you. I mean, I remember when Funimation, before the merger happened, like Funimation followed me on TikTok was insane. Uh, because I mean, I grew up like just with like one VHS tape with my brother, uh, watching the Super Saiyan, like Goku turned Super Saiyan for the first time. That's like VHS tape I still have to this day. Um, and to to go from that and like see these companies follow you and you know, actually like your content and not, not be after you for what you can give them, but for just your dedication and appreciation to your craft and like what you do. It's a fulfilling uh, feeling, and I want people who also want to chase that fulfilling feeling to be able to do so without any kind of restraint, thinking what other people want to think of you doing this. Um, because at least I can only speak for myself. I know that creeps into my even now of like, oh, what will people think of me if I dress up doing this or do that or make this kind of content or that kind of content? And you're, I'm telling you, you still think that way. You're missing out on so much. And you'll never know unless you just go for it. Because at the end of the day, life is short, and, but it's precious at the same time. And again, like people like myself, you want to hear your stories. You want to hear what you've been through or why you like something. I'm curious. I, at least, I, I speak, again, speak for myself. I want to know why you like Inuyasha, why you like Kaya Sama Lois War, why do you like DBZ, why do you like all these different um, anime or manga that you like, or maybe even not anime or manga or other stuff. Like what makes you interested? Like what makes you tick? Like these different things, and you know I hear it all the time when I do things like this. People will come up to me like, "Oh, I'm just not that interesting. I'm not this. I'm not that." I'm like, "Well, you are interesting, because you're a person, and you're a person that I don't know, and a lot of these other people don't know. So there is something to you. Just I don't know who told you that you're not interesting or who's telling you these things, but I promise you, you are. 
You know, I, I know these motivational speakers all the time. I hear them all the time. It's like, oh, you're not unique. You're the, it's such a negative like way of thinking about life. It's so, it's so dumb to me and I hate it so much because that's just stripping down the individual and making them feel like they're just a part of the mass herd. And I was like, you literally do not look like anyone else. Like, like there's no carbon copy of you. You may look like your parents, obviously, but there's no carbon copy of you. There's no one who can replicate your exact experience. People can relate and probably understand and may have went through something similar, similar, but didn't go through it like you did. And that by itself alone makes you unique. You see what I'm saying? So, so create that video if you're thinking about doing it, or, or you just want to do it for fun, just to explore who you are and find something new about yourself that you didn't think. Because that's another thing I, I you know, I, I don't think creators tell people is that you figure out so much about yourself. Like, okay, why do I wake up every day making these videos? But I don't get the views I feel like I should get, or people aren't paying attention the way I wish they were paying attention to, you know? And then you realize how much dedication you really do have, and how much you can apply yourself to something if it's something of interest to you. And that maybe that stuff you were doing before, why you couldn't focus, is not because you're a bad student, it's not because you're a bad person, not because you're dumb, all these things, it's just that it didn't spark that creativity aspect in you or didn't grab your attention that needs to grab for you to be able to focus and do it. And that's fine. I know society doesn't let us like, you know, doesn't give us time to process it like that, but it is fine. I promise you and assure you it's cool. And, you know, just dealing with also, like, racist comments and stuff like that, too. And as a black content or any person of color, you're going to get that. You're going to get plenty of it. It's unfortunate um, that that's the way people think. Um, you know, and again, there's so many people like, oh, you can't cosplay these characters because you're black. You can't cosplay these characters because you're this and that. And I, I cannot say this enough. I'm so proud of seeing so many of my friends and how they handle it and conduct themselves still. Because I've seen many people give up. Uh, when they hear the n-word this, n-word that, or these different things, that slurs that come up to you because they're not educated enough to come up with any creative insults. Um, they say things like that. And it can be a lot. I mean, it's overwhelming. And I tell people all this time, your black friends go through more than you'll probably ever know. They're not going to tell you everything, right? I know I don't tell everything because it's, it's depressing. It can be sad, you know? And there's always so much going on in the world that to add that, you know, sometimes some people don't just bother people. Or sometimes it takes a while to process something, and that's fine too. Sometimes it takes time to process your feelings and emotion, and that happens. And you know, as a content creator myself, to do what I do and do it at a high level, I have to be able to, I have to be able to spark joy in others that I spark in myself, if that makes sense. Um, so to do that, I need to be of a clear mind, and sometimes I'm not always going to be in a good mood. And I'll still make content here and there because I really love doing it and I appreciate it and all that it gives me, but sometimes I don't feel like making content and it's okay to take a break. It's okay to just sit back and be like, I don't want to create today or I don't want to draw today. It doesn't mean just because you're not doing it that second, that moment, that you're just going to lose suddenly your ability to speak to others or your ability to draw or something. Like a day or a week is like fine, you know? So it's, you know, it's probably what people will tell you. Um, so dealing with those is also like, you know, have a good support system too, especially as a content creator. What we do can be very lonely, especially if you're not doing it like with a group of people like RDC World One or uh, if anyone's familiar with like Lean Squad, there's just these different anime content creators who do different things, uh, King Vader, his group, like people like that. Um, it can be very lonely to do by yourself. So having a good support system, whether they're other content creators or family members or brothers or someone you can like genuinely speak to when you get upset and not ignore your feelings, 
and be able to talk to them and process it that way. Um, and you'd be surprised like what other content you can make with that, how much it can empower you and empower others when you do it. Because I never thought of myself someone who like really inspires others to act or to inspire people at all, period. But you know, you see, I just see people come up to me and talk to me and reassure that I'm doing a good job. And sometimes you need that because some, you know, especially as a content creator, it's not like stand-up comedy where you're getting like a live reaction or this, where I can get live reaction to see what people are saying and different things like that. Content creating, um, you, you make the piece of content and then you wait <laughs> is, what, is what it is really. And sometimes the video will flop and you won't get the interactions you need or want and you don't know how to improve because without interactions, without people like yourself showing up and you know showing out like this, you won't know what you're capable of. You're not speaking to anyone. You can't really do much. Um, so it's important to to keep in mind of who you are at all times and embrace who you are too. That's another thing. Embrace the awkwardness, people. Like it's so, I, I promise you, I'm the awkwardest person in this room. I assure you, wherever, wherever you think, however awkward you think you are, I promise you I'll beat you. Talk to me in one-on-one -on -one conversation more than five minutes and you'll like think like, yo, this man's awkward. <laughs> so. So there's no shame in that. You know, I, I always tell people to embrace that awkwardness because fighting against it, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna lose that battle because it's, it's so much, it's not just the awkwardness, it's like your insecurities show up, this and all these memories of you failing show up and all these different things. So embrace the awkwardness, embrace that you, you maybe you have a, you know, you don't know how to speak a certain way or have a certain cadence to your voice to sound like some of these great speakers of our time and things like that. It doesn't mean anything, like embrace that awkwardness, no, but hey, you really like quoting uh, characters or quote like quoting things from characters or from look. I I, I quote when Affinity War came out. Avengers Affinity War. I cannot. Oh, you cannot get me to shut up about every Thanos quote possible. I was saying that every other day, and then when Endgame came out, bruh, I, I was like, I was a mess. And you know, you had people. Um, <laughs> I was I was so bad. I was I even I thought I was annoying, but I still did anyway. Um, but yeah, embrace that awkwardness because it can make people feel so comfortable because we have this like made up idea of what perfection is and that's just not it. And then seeing someone be awkward first or sees like, oh yeah, this, this conversation is awkward, I'm awkward. It's like, oh, this is a normal human interaction. You know, like nothing, like it's not rehearsed, like that's not how we don't speak. Like, I don't, like this, I have my notes, but like, so don't get, you know, I'm not like the great debater over here. I'm just, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a normal dude. Um, and just because I've had a lot of experience doing this, I've done it for a long time, you know, I still have my awkward moments. I still have my slip ups, um, especially my YouTube videos. I'm not the best editor, mostly because I don't want, I don't like doing it for a long time. So sometimes you don't get bloopers in that joint, I don't care. You don't, you don't get bloopers in it, it's not gonna be perfect. Um, I used to think that way and that's what stopped me from creating, or at least publishing so much content is I was worried about like, oh, everything's gonna be perfect. I need to talk like I'm, uh, Denzel Washington, like I need to be perfect all the time, you know. Um, and then I was like, I don't. I'm still getting views and getting brand deals, and that's just fine. So I'm good. Um, you know, you you see people like anyone who's a sports fan, like you know Charles Barkley, someone who keeps his vernacular and keeps how he speaks doesn't change his speech pattern for anyone. And so seeing stuff like that is what helped me be comfortable with how I speak. Um, and there's nothing wrong with your speech. You don't have to. You don't. Uh, and what's the phrase that people like to say? Uh, I used to get all the time as a kid, cause I could speak decent English. Um, people would be like, "Oh, you you speak so white," or "Oh, you're you're the whitest black person I know." You know, I, I already see the black people now; they know what's up. <laughs> oh man, we live in the same last for real. So, um, 
but you understand why, like, as soon as I said that the, the strong emotion that got evoked from that alone shows you, like, you know, and it's, again, it's generated, like, it's not just, it didn't just happen, like, you see so many different age groups and generations just, like, nod and say, like, oh, so this has been going on for a long time. Um, you know, so you get things like that. So I'm like, okay, you don't have to speak like that. Like, we're all human. We all have our different ways of speaking. We all grew up in different uh, different ways. I mean, I don't know if anyone here has ever been to Baltimore. But people from Baltimore speak, you would think they're from England. So there's a whole different situation there. So it's, it's a lovely way of going about it. So there's so many different things to love and appreciate, not only about yourself, but about other creators that we just take time to, like, watch. And that's why it's so important when you want to support your favorite content creator, despite what they may say or ask, the best thing you can do is just to like their stuff, to, to comment, and to really watch um, what they're saying, listen to them. Uh, not necessarily always give feedback, they don't always need that, but like, give them words of encouragement. You know, sometimes if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> you know, if you don't like a video, it's okay to just simply click away. You don't have to dislike, you know, like, unless it's something like negative or something that's doing something um, to affect someone else in a negative manner, I can understand that, but sometimes, you don't have to be like, hey, your cosplay is really good, but, you know, it's like, no, you can just shut up. <laughs> you know, you just don't have to do that. Because um, people put hours and times into that. I mean, I'm sure some of you, if, if not cosplaying, have done something where you put a lot of work and effort into it. And you know how discouraging it is to have, whether it's a parent or a friend or someone not be as hype as you are. Hell, be it like a Lego set, you know, be like you, you doing like the Death Star. And you think it's the coolest thing on earth. And you go to someone and they just don't have that same excitement and how much it just like kind of like makes you feel some type of way about it. It's like stuff like that. Um, you know, so there's so many um, different avenues to enjoy about content creating and how much all that, everything I've said, impacted anime media in the West. Um, you've just seen so many black creators get an opportunity to talk about why they're, why they're nerdy, where you go and visit this media's account. Um, Funimation with their, their own, own solo company account, Crunchyroll, and seeing not only just the content creators, but seeing how many black people are employed in voice acting. You have Zeno Robinson, who voices Hawks, and so many. I've <laughs> 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 got some Hawks fans in here, I love them. Um, and so many different, like, you know, people break into the industry in so many different ways and levels. And to see so many of my, so many of my Asian friends be able to embrace their love for anime and teach me so much about their different cultures uh, through their love for anime and love for cuisine. It's like, oh, you like this anime food you saw in like Food Wars or something. We have a dish kind of like that that you know I like to share and sing like that. I, you know, I don't even notice, I love food, so I'm not gonna turn it down. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, just to see, again, so many different aspects of life that come from just a 2D art form, to me is one of the most beautiful things you can see and experience in this life that I feel like we take for granted because you know I know a lot of content creators always want to chase the bag. Hey, hey go get your bag. I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna be mad. Mm -hmm. uh, the bag can be heavy, but um, you know it's like do it because you want to. Because uh, this job was more unrewarding than it is rewarding. Uh, the deals didn't come in like it took a long time. It took grinding on top of grinding, sleepless nights, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, more tears than blood. Um, <laughs> it, took, it took a lot of battling insecurities and different things like that. I mean, even like me and two of my friends, what we do every year um, is that we pick one insecurity that we, like major insecurity that we want to work on. And we, we it's hard. <laughs> it's, but we, we pick something that we want to do, not something we think we can do, because that's just, that, that takes away from the point. We do something that we feel like we can't do, 
because when you do it at the end of the year, when the end of the year you see how much progress. Like for me, this this past year was um, it was you know embracing you know my body and, and you know body imaging issues. So I did a lot more um, shirts, more cosplays where like like Luffy for example, he has like more of like a his open chest type of situation. So doing stuff like that where you show like I can't hide per se, like my body shape inside. I have to be comfortable with what I'm doing. I even went as far as to wear like a, a Miles Morales Spidey suit, which is a really tight suit. Um, but I did it, and I did it meeting one of my favorite, uh, you know, child voice actors, Sean Chanel, the person who voices Goku. And I always wanted to do that since I was a kid. So I was like, what's a better way to really, I guess, graduate from this year, of that, that year doing that insecurity with meeting one of your, you know, someone you really adore, and someone that got you through so much of your, you know, rough stuff in your childhood, in a bodysuit that may make you feel ugly or uncomfortable, you know? So I did that, I felt fine, went through the whole con, feeling just fine. And then, you know, I look back on it, I was like, wow, that was really, uh, it just changed. It changed something in me that made me feel so much more comfortable doing cosplays and just not only just cosplays, but just t-shirts and not feeling like these t-shirts make me feel some type of way, make me look a certain type of way. So like I said, it can just start with anime, which is just fine. But it's all branches, it all comes back together to our being, to the core, to our roots. So you may think that some of these things don't impact you a certain type of way, but if it if it can if you you can get a lot of joy from it and that can impact your day, there's no reason why it can't impact other aspects of your life over time, especially if you consume so much of it and especially if you love it and give so much time to it. Like I said again, you took you chose to come here, you chose to use your time to come here. So you obviously want to get something out of this, you want to experience something, which is a very beautiful thing that a lot of people, I guess, brush off. And again, because we have so much content, we don't always appreciate it and we don't always like, you know, think about what we're doing or what we're getting. And we just digest, digest, digest. And I don't blame you because there's a lot, which is why I don't really watch too much other people's content. Not only because I do reviews, I don't want people to impact like what I'm saying or what I'm watching, but also that I don't want to, I want to really pick and choose which content I enjoy. And I, I implore you to do that too. You know, you don't have to follow everybody. Um, I know I'm probably buying myself in the foot with that, but like, you don't have to follow everybody. Um, you don't have to like everyone's content. You don't have to do everything. But I feel like you should always appreciate what people are trying to do because I feel like you can get so much more out of that. Again, if you just listen and appreciate and practice gratitude, because it takes me a, a long way. I know I sound like an old sensei saying all this, but you know, it's just it's just something I wish someone said to me growing up when I was doing this, because it was very lonely. Obviously, I have African parents, so telling them I don't want to be a doctor, I want to be a content creator, comedian, <laughs> did not go over well. It went over as you expected it to go. Um, so, but then to see again, to be able to like, to be able to, you know, help them buy a whole house, you know, is, is an insane thing to do. And, um, you know, I had this uncle, <laughs> I'm petty for this, but I had this uncle that despised what I wanted to do. He despised it because he also wanted to, you know, be in the creative field, but obviously his parents maybe didn't make him feel a certain way about it. So I remember he, his daughter, uh, my cousin, uh, wanted to go to school, but you couldn't afford it. You, could, you know, you were struggling to do it or whatever. And I was like, uh, you know, and he was saying like, um, you know, he was making fun. I was in the room. He was like looking at me in some type of way. And be like, well, if you maybe if you got, you know, you had a job able to like help support your family when they're struggling like this. And I was like, oh, Brett, really? Okay, I bet. <laughs> so I went to the bank, and I got, I was like, I think I got six k, all cash, and paid for a school right from him. 
Not, again, that was petty. I would not recommend it. Don't do what I did. <laughs> but that just goes to show that, like, obviously I don't like this particular uncle. But besides that, it, it's more not just a flex on. It was more because we get so tied up in our pride and our ego and we, we project on other people. And the fact that, um, you know, the fact that, like, it's not my job to help his daughter or his children to go to school. I was I was going to school myself. I couldn't even pay for myself like that. And so I got, you know, get why what I got going. And so just that's the thing about pride and ego that we get in the way of so much greatness and so much progress that and he knows like he just had that we're family. I don't care what I feel about him. I'm not gonna like take what I feel about him out on my cousin. Like I'm gonna help my cousin. I'll help him. I'll help, and I have helped him. I was like, bro, just ask. Like, you know, you know, like, I don't hide what I do or what I make or whatever from my family. I was like, I got you. We're a family. That's what we take care of. My family, we take care of each other. And, and uh, you know, if someone needs a couple of dollars, that's that's what I mean. 6K is not a couple of dollars. But, like, you know, um, you know, you need some money, especially for education. Like, that's what I do this for. I don't do it for myself. I don't need much. Um, I'm already, you know, again, grateful to just be able to speak in this room. Like, this, I like this. Like, this is something that if I... You know, this is really what it's about for me. So, dude, so that's my compensation. So the rest is just taking care of others and making sure they can live. I mean, I paid for my own place. I was able to finish finally paying off my car, so that was good yesterday. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was hard. It was difficult. Thank you. So just doing, like, just doing stuff like that is all I need. That's fine for me. So providing is the next thing I always want to do because, you know, you, again, you grow up in an environment where you see your family struggling around you. And you're helpless. You can't do much with it or about it. Um, and I'm not. I wasn't really always good at my, like stuff. I wasn't the best student. Um, did not like school. All these different things. And um, all I had was a passion and a dream. And you know, in America, they tell you that's possible uh, for everybody. And I'm sure a lot of people in this room, like me, was like, I don't know about that. And um, but to you know, despite all the setbacks. And despite all the, the different situations, I mean, I've even had one from a company um, that offered me, I think I'm probably going to get the numbers a little wrong here, but it was like, I think to review, like, I want to say 20, 25 manga, I think do like review videos and things like that. And I believe it was to, um, it was going to be about, I think it was $30 per video to do it. And then my white counterpart, that they didn't know we were friends, we were you know mutuals, and they're like, they offered him less. I think so. Mine was like probably twenty-five manga. They offered him to do for him to do, I believe ten to 15, not probably fifteen, uh, but for one hundred and twenty. Um, and I had at least seven k more followers, and, we, and because we we're friends, we were able to go on our back ends and review our uh, analytics, and I double, triple, so. I mean, process elimination. <laughs> it's only one other thing or a couple other things. So to do that, um, just, just just stuff like that. I mean, even like when I'm trying to rent a studio space out at one point like, uh, to make my own, like, you know, creator studio, I got denied uh, because my credit wasn't good enough. And then my white counterpart friend went with worse credit uh, and, and got, it got accepted, it got approved. And the person didn't know that we were both helping to rent like the same space, but I just I was like, you know, I just want to see something. And yeah, with worse credit, um, with more debt, less income, all those things, he got the exact same space that I didn't get. For the same the same reason, the same space, same place. 
So there's those those are the setbacks uh, setbacks I'm talking about that I've experienced that you experience as like you know trying to do this entertainment route or content creation route. If I would have given up, I wouldn't have been in this room talking to you wonderful people or doing any of the things I'm doing now. Um, so that's why I say that you know despite what you may be going through or what you may think is um, is there, it, it can be it can be possible. And sometimes it takes a little luck for sure, but it takes a lot of like belief. And I know that sounds so corny and so Naruto, but I swear, I swear, <laughs> I swear uh, I don't have a bunch of Naruto quotes in my, in my book. Um, it, it's, it's really just something that I feel like got me through some of the darkest and most, uh, most challenging times uh, here. So that, that, really, that really helped me a lot. And I feel like, again, if there's anything you can take from this, it's just to really appreciate what you have, hold on to it, be grateful for what you have and practice gratitude because it will make you just a happier person and get through a lot more. But also it's okay to want more. And you should always strive for more. You should never settle for what you have because I, I guarantee you that if you work, you just should deserve what you work for, right? So there's nothing, it's not egotistical to be like, hey, I put X amount more hours in and I think I believe I deserve X amount more than what I'm getting now, that's fine. That's just hunger, that's growth, and that's part of the grind. So keep, you know, keep your heads up, spread the message, and then keep on doing what you're doing. Again, I see a lot of wonderful cosplays. I see people who are very attentive and very and actually listen to what I have to say, and I can tell that I really like hit home for some of you. So um, I really appreciate you coming out, and I know that I, again, I always love doing things like this, so I want to do a group picture if possible of all of you. You don't have to be in it, I understand. So if you don't want to, that's fine. But I want to do one with you with y'all real quick. Uh, I have to show my grandma because my grandma loves uh, this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're good to go.